Welcome to San Francisco Ballet's Meet the Artist podcast. In this episode, you'll hear dance educator Mary Wood interviewing San Francisco Ballet principal dancer Francis Chung. This interview was recorded on April 7th, 2017, before a performance of Swan Lake. Hope you enjoy. I'm Mary Wood for the San Francisco Ballet, and it's, as always, my pleasure to be here with you in the War Memorial Opera House. I'm in conversation tonight with principal dancer Francis Chung. Hey, everyone. Um, you are here this evening because you're going to see that incredible classic that as it's the pinnacle of the classics, Swan Lake. And Francis is in the wonderful, let's say wonderful, I was going to say challenging <laughs> position of dancing it for her first season. Um, so that, of course, is what we really want to talk about. But there's some context that I think would be fair to lay. Um, backing up a little bit, you have been with the company now for... 16 years now. A good stretch. <laughs> and you've done the very traditional thing. You started in the core, promoted to soloist, and then you were promoted to principal in... 2009, I believe. So you have... Obviously, you were doing featured roles before that actual promotion, but now that you're, you know, you're in your eighth season as a principal dancer, I was listing the principal roles you've danced, and you've done them all. <laughs> so I think it's fun to um, maybe get you to just take a couple minutes to review some of the great principal parts you've danced from the point of view of leading up to the fact that now you're dancing Odette Odile. So pick one and, and compare it. Um, well, I'll start off by saying, I think the last time I did meet the artist, mm -hmm. this interview, um, someone had asked me what role I still want to perform, and I'm pretty sure I said Swan Lake, so <laughs> here we are. Yeah. Um, and... Um, I guess to compare, I'll just compare to the most recent full-length ballet we premiered here in San Francisco, and that would be Frankenstein, Liam Scarlet's Frankenstein. Um, it is a brand-new production for the Royal Ballet and San Francisco Ballet, and, um, uh, well, quite frankly, very different from Swan Lake. Um, it's a dramatic piece uh, throughout the ballet. I have a long skirt on. Um, it's newly choreographed. It's a contemporary full-length ballet. Um, it has a very um, intricate story. It's dramatic. Um, some of these things are very similar to Swan Lake and in some ways very different. Um, Working with Liam on the choreography, I was able to um, contribute as he was choreographing. Um, my partner Joseph and I uh, went to London as he was choreographing the entire ballet. So in that sense, um, the creation is uh, very much um, a part of me, and I'm a part of the creation of the role Elizabeth. Um, 
I mean, I can, I can go on for a long time about that, but in comparison to Swan Lake, um, the entire time you're wearing a tutu, so you're completely exposed, um, not necessarily just from the waist down, but as a point of um, uh, classical ballet, it is the purest you can possibly um, get to. And it's everything you work for as a dancer. You take class every day, you train your entire life to do a piece of work like Swan Lake. Um, it's it's um, class uh, with, um, you know, with artistry, with emotion. And I think that is what's most difficult about Swan Lake. You're doing um, technique that is most demanding. And on top of that, you are, um, you are a creature. You are um, ethereal. You are so many things. And... Um, to be able to perform uh, what is probably the most technically demanding piece of work and maintain um, uh, that swan-like creature, that swan-like movement and the quality is by far the hardest thing I've ever done. So, (laughs) Um, Putting that in context... Uh, we were talking a little bit about um, different dancers bring different gifts to careers, and I think nobody could disagree that what you bring is really high-level technical competence, (laughs) mastery. So um, we would just expect that you could do those steps pretty well. Looking back a little bit, I was reading through your resume. You did Kitri in Don Quixote. That's also Petipa. That's also the classics. But there's there's some differences, and I'm going to suspect maybe just the tone mm-hmm. of the piece might Absolutely. be a contrast. With Kitri, it's explosive. Um, the audience gets it immediately. You, they get how hard it is. They get... Um, you know, the joy of it. And you're, aside from the dream scene, you're one character throughout the entire ballet. And for the most part, the way your body moves is the same. The way your muscles have to fire and the way um, you have to, um, you know, be uh, young and youthful and cheerful on stage, it's, um, it's, that throughout the entire ballet. Um, With Swan Lake, second act cannot be farther from third act. Um, Obviously, the character of Odette is timid and uh, mature and, and, uh, um, you know, that soft, uh, you know, quality where you're almost floating on stage. Um, and the way your muscles stretch um, to point, you know, it requires a lot of uh, uh, being able to sustain a movement, being able to float, um, in contrast to the third act where uh, dynamically, musically, um, it's a lot sharper. Um, 
it's a lot more fierce. Um, and, you know, emotionally being able to go from one character to another is one thing. Technically, obviously, it's another thing. And then your way, the way your muscles have to, um, you know, after sustaining for so long, it's like running a long marathon and then doing a sprint after. Ooh, that's a great image. Oh, thank you. Carry that one with you into the performance tonight. And then... And you have to make it look easy. (laughs) And then you have to turn around and go back to the stretch again because there's that final act. With no time in between. Uh, There's no time. You leave the third act and we go into a small booth backstage. You run there and you rip your costume off. You put the white one back on. You rip the cap off. You know, there's two people helping you change. And by the time, you know, you pat off some sweat, you're back on stage in a completely different character. So, Yeah, a little behind-the-scenes <laughs> insight there. The magic of theater unveiled. Um, you have... Um, you've done Giselle? Yes. So... I'm thinking there might be more similarities, and I was trying to think, what's different about Giselle? Because it's known to be very challenging as well. I think the first thing that comes to mind is that you have a long tutu, like a skirt tutu on the entire time, as opposed to bare legs. (laughs) And... um, it's only two acts. No. It's only two acts. It's significantly shorter. You don't have to do 32 fuetes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I think character-wise and the depth of the character is probably similar in that um, uh, it's important. I think it takes a lot of time to develop uh, a character like Giselle or like Odette. And... You know, just to be able to do the steps is one thing. But um, now that I'm more mature, <laughs> these things are very important to me. Um, and, and actually have, and being coached well is, is necessary for a process like that. Because it's one thing if you feel, you know, like a swan and you feel like you're floating. But it's another thing whether you look like it or not. And so a coach, uh, a good coach, and my coach for this process for Swan Lake was Lola Diavola, which um, I respect her so much, and she's helped me so much. She tells me exactly how to, um, you know, express a certain feeling. And it's really, a lot of it is... um, is like a slight tilt of the head or a slight lift of the chin or, you know, even um, turning the palm. Um, And uh, one thing uh, that is that I keep on thinking about, you know, in the three hours of dancing is uh, she kept on telling me to take the light, take in the light. And it's with this kind of general area with your neck and your chest and you know when the spotlight is hitting you you're taking in the light so that's what I keep on thinking that's a neat image Mm -hmm. yeah Um, thank you for just diving into what was going to be a next question which is preparing for the role every school student has learned the four little swans variation 
it's just one of the things you learn in variations class. I think I was 12 when I learned it. Um, and then most of the more advanced students learn the white swan pas de deux in their partnering class. And maybe the white swan variation. I think the black swan is probably a little more advanced. So the steps. And you've been one of the swans in the core and the demi-solo parts. Okay, so now you're faced with preparing this great dramatic role, and you have a great coach. Is there anything else? Do you, did you do any kind of research? Did you study any great ballerinas? You want to tell us some of those secrets? <laughs> well, there's this new wonder called YouTube, and you can find everything you could possibly want to watch on it. So... Um, yeah, a lot of YouTube. Um, I did, I watched a lot of other ballerinas, I'd say kind of far, um, like earlier on in the process. And then I think it was important for me to let it all go and make it my own. Um, yeah, it's one of those things where you do for the first time and it's, there's just never enough time. And, um, I feel like, once you've performed something and you come back to it again, it's a whole new experience. So I look forward to that. Um, but prior to my debut, um, yeah, a lot, you know, my partner Vitor and I also filmed each other a lot in rehearsal. And then we'd go and watch it together and talk about, you know, the movement. And a lot of times I thought I was doing one thing when really I wasn't. So... I think, you know, technology is an amazing thing. Fantastic. Um, I have a couple of thoughts. One is about a partner. And how important is it to be doing a role like this with a partner that you're familiar with and trust? Um, it is the most important. <laughs> uh, Vitor and I have danced together a lot um, especially in the full-length ballets. And so we know each other really well. Um, and it doesn't take long for us to, you know, have a connection even uh, in the studio in rehearsal. Um, and I think, you know, it's, it's a lot of it is our relationship just, you know, as friends outside of work and, and a mutual respect for each other. Um, yeah, we know each other really well, and I think, you know, when we're frustrated, when I'm frustrated, I know how to, I know how to be, and he knows how to encourage me when, you know, something's not working, and, and uh, I think with every ballet you do with each partner, it just gets better, too, so. I know you've been um, rehearsing Cinderella, and I believe you'll be doing it with Vitor, is that and I know you did it last fall when the company went to um, Washington, D.C., so that'll be a familiar thing. For those of you who came in after we started, I'm in conversation with principal dancer Francis Chung, and I know that in about two minutes I'm going to offer you the opportunity to ask questions, so I hope you're thinking of them. I did have one question about... Um, you're talking about this being a very difficult ballet. It's very challenging to do. So you don't have anything else to do right now, right? <laughs> Only if. <laughs> so you're, I just saw the rehearsal schedule. 
and you have a you have a performance of this next Wednesday. What else are you doing? Well, we are also um, currently performing Program Seven, which is three different works by different choreographers. Um, and then, and you are. We're already looking forward to Cinderella, so there's that. Um, but I'm, I'm, I will be dancing in uh, Helgi Thomason's trio, and Christopher Wielden's Golden Hour. Um, yeah, it's, it's. Um, I think the hardest thing about it actually is, even though everything has a classical base. Performing something neoclassical or modern is so different and um, kind of like I was saying the difference between uh, Odette and Odile in terms of the physicality, performing classical ballet and um, something like um, Miles's new work, um, Ghost in a Machine, it just requires um, different muscles, different uh, uh, way of moving, and it takes a toll on the body. But I think all of us are here as dancers because we love that challenge, and in loving that challenge comes some pain. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I wouldn't have it any other way. I It's... Uh, they're all ballets that I enjoy doing and I want to uh, to perform. So, Are you able to compartmentalize in terms of um, preparing to do trio or um, golden hour tomorrow and then doing Swan Queen two days later? Yeah, you, ha- you have to. Mm-hmm. It's just... Um, yeah. The thing, though, is that even though you're performing, I'm performing Swan Lake next week, I'm rehearsing it every day um, until next week. So, you know, you compartmentalize each rehearsal <laughs> in each day. Man, hour by hour. Well, let's have some questions from our audience. Someone like to start? Yes. Um, how do you rest after something like Swan Lake? <laughs> The question is, how do you rest after something like Swan Lake, and do you get a day off? Um, you know, I, I did. I took a day off. Uh, actually, I, my performance was on Sunday, and the company has Mondays off, so it worked out for me. Though sometimes you you just have to kind of uh, look at your schedule and plan out your your uh, your time so my next show is Wednesday and we have Mondays off and it's just a little bit too much to take a day off you know so soon before a full-length ballet so you know I may take a part of a day off and you just have to prepare there's I had a big meal after my show <laughs> um, yeah it's um you just try to sleep as much as possible, eat really well, and uh, there's there's not much uh, else to it. It, it. Honestly, at this point of the season, it's um, it's hard. It's really tough. You know, we've been going since um, Nutcracker in December, and our season is very condensed, and we do a lot of different works, therefore a lot of different rehearsals. And um, 
I, you know, for me as a principal, I'm lucky because there's multiple casts for Swan Lake. And just a shout out to all the ladies in Swan Lake. They're doing every single show, every, every performance, every day. And they're rehearsing for the next ballets and whatnot. So, um, you know, they, we, we have some really strong uh, dancers, corps de ballet dancers, soloists in the company. And, and uh, at this point, it's just uh, you're, you're a bit of a zombie, but you just keep on going, just powering through. You don't look like zombies, believe me. Um, yes. Good question. Is there any particular sequence in the ballet that you find yourself exploring the characters and portraying them? Am I getting that paraphrased fairly well? It is a good question. I don't think I necessarily thought of it that way. I think probably the first entrance in the second act, maybe just because you know, it's the first entrance. Spent a lot of time practicing <laughs> that sequence. And I think, personally, I've uh, felt that if I got that first diagonal, you know, right and down, that the rest would kind of just come. Um, and, you know, unlike... Second act is all about arabesques. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think I practiced that a lot. In terms of Odile, um, no, there wasn't a particular sequence. I, probably um, just, you know, practicing the solo a lot. <laughs> um, but I think the thing with... Uh, getting into character is that it didn't really matter, you know, if I was doing a, you know, big step, like, or doing turns or whatnot. It was, it's more actually the in-between, uh, you know, the connecting steps where you really have to maintain that character. So I guess it would be interesting to explore those aspects. Good answer. <laughs> Somebody else, Yes. What can you tell a 12-year-old student, his daughter, um, now that you look back, that would help her? Hmm. Uh, I'd say, you know, it all depends on one's personality. So I was really shy when I was 12. And um, I'd probably tell myself... Uh, to just um, be a little bit more uninhibited. Um, you know, don't be afraid of looking like a fool um, because actually that's what makes a great artist. And, um, you know, and I think I had a lot of fun when I was a kid, but I'd still tell any 12-year-old just to keep it fun because it's, it's too hard to not have fun. Great. 
Somebody over here. Yeah. <laughs> now that you've performed Odetto Deal, what are you looking forward to as the next pinnacle? That's a great question because maybe if I say it out, put it out there, it'll happen for me the next time I do an interview. Um, uh, sticking to classical full-length ballets, I'd probably like to to um, do either Juliet in Romeo and Juliet or um, uh, Tatiana and Onyegin. Those seem like very mm, fulfilling roles. And both of them very meaty in terms of acting. Yeah. You don't want to take on the most difficult classical part still <laughs> hanging out there. Um, we've got a couple more minutes. Yeah, over right here. I'm sorry, can you speak... When did you start dancing on point? And when, what is a good age to start dancing on point? I want to say I started when I was 11, 10 or 11, but I'm not in, I can't really remember. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm not sure what the proper age to start on point is. I think the school teachers would say 11 or 12. You start having to have a mature musculature. I mean, it starts to need to be maturing in order to... And how long can you dance? We'll give her one more. That really depends on your body. Um, yeah, I don't know. As long as you're not in too much pain and... Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's the second time you've said pain. Um, <laughs> I think it's fair to say dancers are dancing longer now because there's... Okay, we'll get there. Um, there's more... Um, I think training is getting better, and sports medicine, dance medicine is getting better. So dancers are dancing longer True. now than they used to. Okay, where'd that question come from? Yeah. What do you do to get in character, and what have you learned about yourself in performing generally? <laughs> well, it's not going to be me tonight because um, generally the preparation begins hours and hours before the show. Um, if it's an 8 o'clock show, you know, I'd probably start preparing at 4.30, 5 o'clock. And in getting ready, putting makeup on, you're already getting in the zone. Um, I think at this point, I don't, there's not, I don't have too many rituals. I think I just remind myself that I've rehearsed this a lot. I know what I'm doing. I think just psychologically psyching myself out and just telling myself I know, you know, I know exactly what I'm doing and just to go out there. Um, what was the other question? I couldn't remember. What did you... Ah, what I did learn about myself. Finale, yes. What have you learned about yourself? <laughs> hmm. uh, Swan Lake being the most difficult ballet I've ever done, uh, I guess I learned that 
it's possible. <laughs> um, also, I think that um, uh, I think with every you know iconic role that you just grow in terms of uh, artistry and maturity, and so I don't know, just basking in that really, and and taking it onto the next ballet. Good. I'm afraid that we are going to have to wrap it up. They start making noises if we don't. So I want to repeat that I've been in conversation with Frances Chung, who will appear on Wednesday, I believe, as Odette Odeal. But you can catch her in other ballets <laughs> between now and then. Um, thank you all so much, and I know you will enjoy this evening's performance. Thank you, Frances. Thank you. Thanks for listening to San Francisco Ballet's Meet the Artist podcast. For more podcasts, educational programming, or other information, please check out sfballet.org.